When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. We're doing more of it. We do it all the time. We talk about money day and night, week after week, month after month. Oh, you make us sound year after year. All we do is hang out talking real money. We do. Don't I'm we talk I'm about money about all the time? Kids sometimes and sports oh, yeah, and other yeah, stuff yeah. and books. On the show? Okay. Yeah. No, not on the show. All right. The show is about money. The yes, show's about I'm money. You that. And, yeah. and we live most of our our business life anyway, talking about money. You're making us sound so narrow here, but okay. It's that's what we right, do. It's our lot right. in life. And you are <sighs> you are invited to call and share our vast stores of knowledge. Except when it comes to the capital gains tax law. <laughs> oh man, here talkingrealmoney.com at eight five five nine three five eight two five five eight five five nine three five talk. I'm Don. That's Tom. We do this show for you on Saturdays. We also do podcasts almost every day, and then every couple of weeks we also now do a joint podcast with Paul Merriman of the talkative one. The talkative one. Yeah, yeah. I did it. <laughs> I did a, an episode without you this week with Paul. Yeah, I know. I and, know. uh, and, and, and it, I, I let, I left on a little bit of the pre-show banter mm, because mm-hmm. Paul I was see arguing. That. I, Paul, that I see. Paul wanted me to, to give him a full hour to talk about index investing. Yeah. He goes, I, I'm not going to do it. It can go an hour. This can go an hour. Well, you got to watch it right now. You got to watch Paul it. Paul can do anything for an hour. You got to watch it or you, I will. You can I watch will. it or listen to it, uh, but only on the video one. I think that I put in the pre-show. So All only right. on the I video. Mean, for me, the rest of the weekend is either read the tax code or watch that. I guess I'll go with that. That'll get you 45, 50 minutes out of your weekend <laughs> done for right there. Good. That's good. Uh, again, our number is 855-935-TALK. We want to help you manage money better. That really is our purpose for being here. We have been trying to help you make a little more money but not take the kind of risk that so many of you take. And we know you want to play it safe. We do. We hear it all the time. I've got some money, and it's not making anything. How can I make more money from my money? Well, our good friend Jason Zweig came to all of our rescue. As a matter of fact, I'm glad he wrote this because I had, again, here's my mea culpa, my apology. I had totally forgotten about these, Tom. Yeah, I bonds because well they they don't there's no mutual fund you can buy them with, right? I mean there's nothing like that. There's no ETF, there's no method of doing it other than going and actually buying the I bonds directly from the US government. So there's a reason why you may not have thought about them. Advisors don't use them. Um and here's the good news. You can Get interest of three and a half percent on them. Three and a half. I mean, you can't almost do three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So, um, and you do them directly, right? I think you you went 
yeah. online and looked at this earlier. Yeah, I did. And I'm sorry, I'm trying to fix my uh, uh, my connection back to you. I'm not sure why. I'm You're getting, throwing me back to me again. Yeah, I'm getting audio back from your direction, and I, I, I wish I could figure out why I'm getting that. So uh, you have to talk without me for a minute. Sorry. Well, and that's okay, because what you're trying to do here is make some money safely. And again, bank accounts paying, what, 0.13, the three-month T-bill, 0.15, the 30-year Treasury bond, 30 years to tie up your money, 2.25. I mentioned uh, last hour the uh, Vanguard short-term investment-grade bond fund paying a little over two, which is... Not completely safe because you can expect some volatility there, especially if rates go up. So the idea is put it somewhere, get something on it. And I-bonds have been around for a very long time. As Don just mentioned, they have been forgotten yeah. for a period of time. Oh, my gosh. I forgot them. I, I, I remember yeah, I mean, I remember suggesting them many, many years ago, and they are unique. Yeah. They are unique. And so here's the deal: you put you you can only buy ten thousand per person, right? Ten thousand dollars worth yeah. per year That's per it. person, right? Yeah, and you hold them for a period of time, and you're going to make the interest. If you bail early, you don't get all the interest. Well, if you hold the them the for day. less than a year, here's the deal: if you hold them for less than a year, you get nothing, no interest. You get your money back, but you don't get any interest. If you hold them for less than five years and you take your money out, you get a penalty of three months interest. But folks, <laughs> if you're getting 3.45 and yeah. you have to give back 25% of that, any other absolutely safe fixed income investment out there, period. Bar yeah, none. Do another, they'll they'll re-decide re on the interest rates, I guess, in November this year. And it's probably going to be something similar because... Well, every six the months they readjust. Three. They yeah, readjust right. based so, on the... But the only way to buy them, though, is directly through Treasury Direct or through payroll deduction, or you can get them as part of your tax refund. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. You know, it's so easy. I'm at treasurydirect.gov during the break. I just went in during the break to do this because I'm going, I want 3.54% on $10,000. I'm almost done. I just have to put the name on the account, check the box, and I will have purchased How do you them pay? Through your checking you account. Pay? You put in your uh, routing number and your. Oh, and give your, me those numbers. Would you know? And your account number. Too. Yeah, it's. Uh, Let's see. It's uh, zero 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 zero. It's eight one zero four two one six. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> enough. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Came that close to giving that out recently, anyway. So let's leave it. What do All you right. Say? Hi. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. I'm Don. Yeah. That's Tom. That's what you get for being a smart aleck. I yeah. Uh, I, get, I got that coming. You got that coming. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. And uh, Bob, it's your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Bob. Hey there. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, I'm a, a long-time uh, Boeing employee, and I know you guys uh, are very familiar with the VIP 401k program there. And I'm getting near retirement age and starting to think more about the fixed income portion of my uh, accounts. And I know I, I remember a few years ago you recommended that in like 50% the bond index fund and 50% the stable value fund. 
And I'm curious what you think about that at this point in time. With no, I don't. Th- I don't know that I would have recommended that. I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't go to our website and look at 401411.com because we have the Boeing plan there. I think it'd be more like two times as much in the bond fund and then so it'd be more like uh, 75, 25. I mean, it because the, the stable value is I don't know what it's paying today, but it's very, very low. The bond fund is going to be a little bit more. I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have a I'd have a two to one ratio, maybe even higher when it comes to the bond fund versus the stable value fund now we do have boeing yeah we do have boeing's plan at 401411.com and i don't let me let me go look it up um because that's where we have our suggestions and the boeing plan should be we right have a here. whole bunch of plans there, by the way. For yeah, folks I mean, for, for example, before. in the 60-40 portfolio, we suggest 15% S&P 500, 15% Russell small cap, 30% international index, 25% bond market index, and 15% stable value. Okay, that's not okay. that far off yeah, it's, from what I thought. Yeah, I it's not that far off. Two to one, two to one. Be my let ratio, me, me in, especially the, in today's interest rate environment. Let me give you what the numbers are in the stable value, because it's actually paying 1.84 right now, which is higher than the, the aggregate mm-hmm. bond index. But you, you still, even with the risk of interest rates going up, you still... And by the way, here's... Yeah, I would. I would. I, I would expect a higher return from the bond fund. Also, the bond fund owns bonds. I mean, the stable value fund is... Made up of a thing called GICs. It's yeah. a guaranteed, guaranteed insurance, insurance contract. contracts, which worry me. Always, yeah, it's always been like, yeah, what do you really own here? Well, you own a promise from an insurance company. Well, what if they have a problem? Well, insurance companies never had a problem. Mm, AIG in 2008. So, again, that's still another reason I think to own a diversified portfolio of bonds in a greater extent than owning the stable value. Okay, that was going to be my second question, was what was the risk in that stable value? Because obviously, if the rate is higher than... Like a then the risk has to be higher. There is some risk. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. And the risk is those contracts... See, the, the insurance industry is in this really wonderful position that states have allowed them to be in. I guarantee you, and I'm going to use the word guarantee, uh, that if it what they were federally regulated, they wouldn't be mm. able to say... Things like guaranteed. These guaranteed insurance contracts are only guaranteed by the full faith and credit of the insurance company. Insurance companies do take risks and have at times gotten themselves in deep trouble. AIG being the perfect recent example of a company that without a government bailout would have gone down and taken with it some of those GICs. Absolutely. So, yeah, again, that's, I think that's just another reason to hold a higher ratio of the bond fund over the stable value, not even looking at the current rate it's paying out. That's an aspect of it, but not the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, uh, it's, the picture is bigger and diversification is critical. And, and as you said, everything comes with a risk. If there's a higher Trade return, off. there's a risk yeah. somewhere. Thanks for the call, Bob. We appreciate it. 855-935-TALK is our number. Jim, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Glad to be here. I got a question for you. You were talking about 
the proceeds from the uh, capital gains tax going to education. And I remember a number of years ago when Washington opted into the lottery system that all of the proceeds from the lottery would go to education. Well, I don't think that happened. Is this going to be a well, repeat of the same thing? Of course. Oh, but it, anything political, anything can happen. But I read the bill, and the bill specifically states that the first half a billion dollars goes into a general education fund, Anything over and above that half a billion goes into general education construction. So the law specifically states that. However, can the legislature change it in the future? Of course they can. And they likely will along the way, right? As they have, I mean, and there's all kinds of how, how, highway projects that was funded. And then Mike Lowry took it away. I mean, this stuff happens every single day. Um, but as it's written kind of now, as it's written now. Yeah, you're just reading the bill. That's all. So right. we, we're not talking about the politics of all of that. So, but thank you, Jim, for the phone call and the wake up call, I guess. <laughs> the wake up call. Just the reality call. 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. Lee, you're next. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. Um, I'm a real rube on um, 401k and the rest of it. My uncle opened uh, a Wellesley uh, income fund uh, or purchased that with $1,000 that each of us grandkids got when my grandmother passed away. And he mm-hmm. passed control of that to each of us, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. And I lived paycheck from to paycheck. I didn't have enough to put in until a couple years ago. I started putting 200 bucks a month in it. And then, lo and behold, this past April, it's a traditional, and I've been putting post-tax money into it. <laughs> so I called uh, Vanguard and opened a Roth, and mm-hmm. uh, I think I've got that ironed out. But my question to you guys is, should I look at an, any other of their funds other than this VWINX? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. I'm not a fan of the Wellesley Income Fund. No, Wellesley, well, for what it does, Wellesley's okay. Wellesley is a fund of funds. They have a lot of funds in a fund, and it's mm-hmm. designed to be kind of middle of the road. What does it cost, by the way? Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked at Wellesley. And it's pretty cheap, but i uh, tell you what, during the break, let me look that up. 855-935-TALK. Hang on with us, Lee. We'll come back, and we'll talk about the alternatives to Wellesley and and how you determine what the alternatives might be for you. Because, again, this is that question. What's the best place to be? It's uh, it, may, it depends on what's best for you personally. 855-935-TALK. Jim and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Wellesley is a curiosity. I'm sorry, it's not a fund of funds. I misspoke. That's star that is the fund of funds. Wellesley yeah. is this 60% stocks, 40% bond fund that leans heavily toward large, large, large value stocks for the stock side. They don't actively ha- manage. It is actively managed. Yes. Its expense ratio is 0.31. 
um, which is not terrible, but it, you could get the same thing for a third. Right, right, right. Yeah, you could use a Vanguard balanced index fund for 10 basis points, probably. Less, I believe. You know, yeah, and here's the thing. Here's the part I looked at. When I saw the return was 4.5% year-to-date, I started thinking, well, why would that be? Actively when managed. A gl- yeah, globally, a diversified portfolio of 60-40 would be, is up 12% Well, now, wait a minute. Four, it's really 40-60. It's 40% stock. I said that. You said I was wrong. Okay. No, uh, it's 40%. Percent, I meant, no, it's 40% bonds, 60%. I mean, 40% stock, 60% bonds. <laughs> Uh, right, so in our business, we usually put the stock number first yeah. and the bond number second, so 40-60. But even there, you're up over 8% year-to-date in a global portfolio. So again, this is my problem with active management. What are you comparing it to? And Don said, well, large value. Well, large value is up over 23% year-to-date. So that doesn't make sense to me. So no, I would not own that fund exclusively, especially. Um, you could own. Well, wait a other minute. What do you what, hold on? And, oh, now, when do you think you're going to start using this money, Lee? Uh, I probably got a good twenty years of working. You know, I'm going to be fifty five wow. later this year. Yeah. See, this is too conservative. Well, if you've got that kind way. of a time frame, it's just way well, too conservative. That's why I needed I, to call you guys. Yeah. What I would like you to do, just to make sure I'm right. Um, is to go to TalkingRealMoney.com, take the risk quiz, R-I-S-Q-U-I-Z, determine what your risk tolerance is. But what you will probably find is you're going to want to have a mix of, I'm guessing, you know, you might even want to go with a target retirement fund. Let me just, I think that might be a better idea because it'll yeah, adjust annually yeah, and, and you know, over it makes time. Life pardon me. Easy. The Vanguard. It makes life easier if you're not going to pay attention to any of this. You're going to have probably a few more asset Let's classes. Let's look at the Vanguard it. Target 2035 for fun. Um, that has a. Expense. I would even go further out because if you're not retiring for another 20 years. Okay. I would want to go to 2040 at least because that's going to give you greater stock exposure. It's going to give you greater exposure to other asset classes. Well, it's going to be probably 70, 30, maybe or 75 percent. Let's in go. Stocks, I want to I'm see guessing. what's. Up. I got the 2045 up here right now. So let's look at the 2045, which is 20, 24 years out. 0.15 percent expense ratio. So it's half so the cheaper. expense, half the expenses. Yep. Uh, it, its portfolio is. Uh, about wow that's uh 90 10 so you're very aggressive which you should be at 20 years before retirement it's really well but I, balanced. I agree with don you should take the risk quiz to make sure you can handle emotionally the ups and downs of a portfolio that would be that aggressive so my guess is you're going to be somewhere between a 2035 and a 2045 the vanguard target retirement 2035 2040 or 2045 are the funds you're going to look at based on your risk tolerance and i think you'll be much happier it's going to just put you just put your money in it off every single time you put money away and you just let it grow because they will rebalance it and reallocate it as you get older to a more conservative portfolio Thanks for okay. that. Does that help, Lee? And to add a sprinkle on your real estate uh, discussion, uh, again, I'm yes. a rube, but how come you don't factor in that if I buy the house that I'm in, I'm, I'm paying 2000 a month to myself that would otherwise be a, an expense? I mean, if but you you're not. that... It, but you're not, because particularly early on in a 30-year or 15-year mortgage, the vast majority of your payment is going to pay interest. 
And even though you get a tax deduction, you got to be in a high bracket for that deduction to be worth anything anymore because of the standard deduction. And the fact of the matter is that is money that's going out. You are spending money. Almost every calculator that calculates what your money would be worth what you're paying, renting versus buying, will show you that in one to three years, you are better off renting. There is a gray and area. There's a gray area between four and yeah. six. And yeah. then after that, generally buying makes more sense. Yeah. And again, we recommend real estate for reasons of uh, lifestyle, not for reasons of investment. I guess it's another thing to pay attention to. Thank you so much for the call, Lee. We really appreciate it. We've got lines open for you now at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We want to help you make more money by helping you manage money better and avoiding being ripped off. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For a really great future, we're talking real money. Wow, this is a memorable Memorial Day weekend Saturday for us. Uh, usually yeah, holiday really weekends. Is. Calls are light. We expect that. But we are so glad you're Arguments calling us. Arguments are less. At eight five, well, we argue all the time. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255 here on Talking Real Money. And, uh, Ken, it's now your turn. Welcome to the program. Can you hear me okay? We sure can. Yes. Yeah, I have a question. Um, yes, sir? I'm a boy employee regarding uh, the pension. Mm-hmm. Uh, salaried employees were afforded, um, I could take a lump sum and get it out of there rather than doing any of the annuity type things that they have for everybody. I was wondering if that was a better idea. So that, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about it. My wife is, you know, she wants to have a steady income now, but I thought it would be better to uh, roll it out to lump sum and put it in an IRA or something like that. What do you what do you what, is, what do you think about that? Well, there's advantages and disadvantages to either one. There isn't one right path. So if you take it out and put it into an individual retirement account, of course, the movement of that money creates no tax taxable event. That's one thing to think about. You have complete control, right? Because now this money is in your individual retirement account. You can dish it out as you wish. So in a year you need more money, you can take more. In a year you need less. You can take less. And the money all belongs to you, right? That's all your money from now, this point forward, or your wife, should you pass away. If you leave it at in the, in the pension, as you mentioned, the annuity payout, depending on which one you select, right? You can either get a bigger benefit by just having it on your own life, have a smaller benefit if you're going to continue that after you pass away. But the part of that is... This, I think for most people, this is an emotional decision because financially, it generally makes more sense to take the money out, invest it. It grows over time. Remember, the pension has no cost of living increase. So after 20 years, your benefit is about half as much as it only buys half as much milk then as it did today. 
So, but if you're the type of person, because you mentioned something very important, your wife wants the guarantee. Mm-hmm. She wants to know she's going to get the check every month. I mean, this is something to really think through because once you put it in an IRA, either you're managing it on your own, or you're hiring somebody to do that. It's going to pay you out, but there's going to be volatility. It is not a purely a, a financial issue. Tom's right. Uh, if you run the numbers, you'll find, I believe you will find, because we've run the numbers a lot of times, you'll find that it is pretty close, that you'll get a slightly, if you, using the, the 4% rule, you'll get slightly less from having the money in your own account than you will in the pension. But you have to bear in mind that with the pension, you're getting return of your principal. So the, the, the principal remains yours in your own account. You're giving that up in the, in the annuity and the pension payment. So, uh, it comes down to how much certainty you and your wife need. Then that's where we started the show, right? About getting agreement about <laughs> volatility about risk. So that's an important thing to know. And here's the other part that makes me a little bit nervous is when people are in this situation, like you are, Ken, the vultures are out, right? Because they're going to tell you absolutely makes way more sense to take that money out, put it in a lump sum and buy this. And buy our indexed annuity. Yeah. That gets me nervous because they are really incentivized to get you to move it. So that's why we're trying to tell you there's no right reason, no wrong reason. And By the way, I'm going to argue with Don a little bit here because you made it sound like you end up generally with more money when you take the pension. No, no, no. You end up with a higher income potential if you run the numbers Regular. today by the way you can control the income when it's in an iro you cannot when right, it's right, right. but what i'm saying is that if you run the four run the lump sum at four percent per year i see what versus you're That's a the confusing. pension yep. yeah you'll find that you're going to get a little bit more every month from the pension but that's because you're getting back part of your principal with the pension and you still own the principal when you roll it into your own ira that's all that's what I'm saying. Thanks for Fair the call. Enough. We appreciate it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And remember, you can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week and leave your questions, and we will answer them on a future podcast. So there are many ways to and, and lots of time for you to get those questions asked and answered. You can also send questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com, where you can also find all our podcasts and all our videos. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Also, go to YouTube. Check out our new YouTube channel. What else is there to mention? Talkative one. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Stick around, because we're going to keep doing this. 855-935-TALK. Don't go away. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Thanks for being a part of our little get-together where we try to make your life better and uh, make you a little bit wealthier down the road. 855-935-8255. Call us like Bobby did. Hi, Bobby. Welcome to the show. Hi, Don. Hi, Tom. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. Fantastic. Um, before I get going, um, as a retired pension actuary, I want to say that um, the question about whether to take the lump sum or an annuity is much, much more complex than um, is typically talked about. And um, I could go on ad nauseum about it, but I won't bore people with it. Um, well, no, but give us a- one point. Give us one point that you think that doesn't oh. get the attention it deserves quickly. Okay, let me give you two points. One is... Um, okay, two. If- if you get the lump sum, it's very tempting to spend that money too quick. Yeah. 
Okay, very tempting, sure. as we all know. The second thing is, what if um, you'll have the population that's going to live longer than your life expectancy? Then you've got, you know, you've, it's covered with an annuity until you die at 105 or whatever. Um, whereas you don't know how long you're going to live with a lump sum, and you're going to have to budget carefully. Right. A, a lump sum does require some discipline and yeah, no a plan to make it work. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. And even with a plan, it's still tough. But um, let me move on to yeah. what I wanted to bring up, which sure. is um, mm. I I have a three-week-old uh, grandniece, and I started a 529 um, college plan for her um, with Vanguard. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. She's going to have a great start. Um one of the things that Vanguard offers is uh, target enrollment portfolios, which looks very cool, like target retirement plans, but for this. Yep. Um, and um, I was looking at the various ones, and, and um, basically um, there's, there's five possible funds. Um, two stock, one is total U.S., the other is total international, um, two bond, one is total U.S. and total international, and the other one is a short term, which you only get into as the child ages. They look pretty good to me. Um, do you guys have any comments about them? That is a really good portfolio. I, I mean, to have U.S. and international stocks, to have a pretty well-diversified bond. And by the way, your three-week-old grandniece shouldn't have a whole lot of bonds at this point anyway, because not going to well, use the money, I think, you know, for 18 and it may years be, or so. Well, actually, at her, for her, it's it's uh, 95% stocks, 5% yeah, bonds. Exa- and and that's, yeah, why that's, we like, that's why we like that age-based program, because the age-based program starts off aggressive, but with time becomes more conservative because as you get closer to needing it, you can less afford a big decline in the value. Right. And, and, and that's one reason I wanted to set this up. So I have control. I don't want anybody else going in there and trading stocks. Yeah, no, uh, you're absolutely right. But the the best way is just to go set it up with an age-based program because the reality is most people aren't going to mess with that anyway. They don't want to work very hard. Even if somebody right. else was to eventually take over control of this from you, most people don't want to work real hard on an account like this. The thing about this is it seems to really do a nice job of um, getting more conservative over time. It does. Um, we know the program. Yeah. A lot of states are using a similar program, if not vanguards, and it does the 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 uh, the rate at which it changes is quite good. The fees are exceptionally exceptionally low. This is a terrific vehicle for a small kid to get them started toward in. an education, and it's a Balanced. very flexible education too. It can be everything yeah. from a, a, a High-end university and Ivy League school to an apprenticeship program. So you got well, all and kinds secondary of secondary schools now too. Yep, secondary too. Thanks for the call, Bobby. We really appreciate it. And Andrew, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. So I have kind of a complex question for you. Um, I am thinking twenty to twenty-five years to retirement, and I bought into cryptocurrency early, early on. Um, with Bitcoin, and with the recent volatility there, you know, Bitcoin had been pretty steady for me, um, and I've pulled and rebought several times, and I recognize it's mostly gambling, um, but I pulled 
uh, high up on the drop, recent drop, um, a good chunk of it, and I'm wondering what to do with it now. What to do with the money you took out? Yes, I think that's what he said. What do you want it to do for you, other than grow at a ridiculously well, high rate? I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I've made a ridiculous amount of money with this gamble, right? Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm looking now, uh, you know, life has changed, right, a little bit. I, yeah. I now have a better half uh, thinking about long-term planning, et cetera, from when I started this buying and selling of cryptocurrency quest. Um, I work in an industry, though, where I don't stay very long in one place. So yeah. my employer contributed... Uh, retirement funds are not what we one would call steady, uh, except for I teach part-time for the state, so uh, in the community and technical college system, and so that is always there, always getting contributions, um, but not at a high rate. Uh, and I was just... Okay, let's go. Andrew, I'm going to interrupt you. I don't... Yeah. Okay, that's what I was trying to get to, the amount. I mean, and so here, here in my mind, are the options. If you're going to do this on your own... We offer three fund portfolios at Vanguard, at Fidelity, and at Charles Schwab. Those are at TalkingRealMoney.com. That's a pretty simple method. If you're going to do it on your own and you want to get more complex, PaulMerriman.com has got a you know a 10 fund portfolio. Or when you start to get to the 200,000 plus, you can get private management, which is going to be, should be a little bit better from a fee only 100% fiduciary. Those to me are kind of the options ahead. And, and by the way, since you've already admitted that you've done a bit of gambling, having an advisor that is there to stand between you and your money might not be a bad idea all the time. Yeah. And, and the other thing, Andrew, is I got to disagree with you on one thing. You said it's kind of gambling. No, it's totally and utterly gambling. This is a, a an asset that isn't even really an asset. And, and there is no cogent argument that can be made for cryptos themselves. I don't want to confuse this with the blockchain argument. There's a lot of, there's a lot of value sure, in the technology. concept of blockchain, yep. but cryptocurrencies are, are a, a solution without a problem, uh, an answer without a question. And unless you're a gangster. Yeah. And so therefore, I think you should thank your lucky stars and they very, they are very lucky stars that you got in when you did and that you got out when you did. And I think you should even consider getting out more, even if it causes you some remorse when greater fools rush in after you, because it is gambling. This is so dangerous. And as you said, your life has changed. Your future is depending on this. And when you have money on which your future depends, you don't play games with it. You get it in your Roth IRA. You get it, you get it in a, a taxable account using ETFs after that. You start building that wealth up slowly and plottingly and sensibly in the way it's been done for decades and decades because people have always gambled and some of those people have always been lucky, but the vast majority end up very unlucky eventually and i don't want to see you fall into that you've enjoyed great luck you know as kenny rogers said in his song you got to know when to fold them and i got if i if i got lucky and did this i would i would be totally folded i would just say you didn't you just buy an i-bond recently i mean you're kind of on the other end of the spectrum <laughs> i did I just i did during, during, during I the breaks like, I, I actually went out two, and bought an i-bond uh because three and a half percent i'm taking it 
uh, for my yeah. safe money. Um, but uh, you got to build a portfolio now. It's time. It really is time. Yeah. And again, as I said, there's all kinds of resources out there to build it on your own. Or getting if, professional advice might not be a bad idea in your circumstances. If you get help, either. make sure it's a 100% fee only yeah. fiduciary advisor. No selling the stuff. If they tell you they can sell you Bitcoin, they're not a fiduciary. Thanks for being True. a part of the show. We appreciate you, Andrew, and we appreciate all of you listening. We'll be back in a minute. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Wow, today's show was like a, a, a huge, huge example of why people need help. And one yeah, of the reasons I mean, why we provide free help from our advisors without any obligation and without any sales pitch, we promise. You know, picking the right mutual funds, because we, we had a question about that, whether to take a lump sum or the pension annuity payout, we had a question about that, 529s, what to do with money I just made from a sale, all of those things, those are questions that a great 100% fiduciary fee-only advisor can answer, and we give you a free hour. Yeah, or so, you know, yeah, give or take. But the, the fact of the matter is, the difference between us and all those things you hear on the radio or on TV or, you know, free consultation they're they're not going to give you any actionable help. They're not. They're not going to help you get started. We committed to that when we started this firm more than 10 years ago to help you. Just go to Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a family registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap. 